This is a podcast for the creative misfits, the right brain, rogue, or rebellious creatives who don't want to do work and life the way we've been told we have to. It's for anyone who has felt a sense of dissatisfaction with their career or with corporate BS. It's for anyone who has struggled and wanted to find greater purpose, to experience more authenticity, creativity, freedom, and satisfaction in how they live and work. Let's build a new way of doing things. Welcome to season two, episode one of the Creative Misfits Club. I'm Jessica. I guess this is a great place to start season two because I haven't been here in this little podcast land for almost three months, but it's spring and there's a new episode here today. It's called North of Suicidal but South of Okay, or in other words, the answer to how are you that no one talks about. Part of the reason why I took a break from recording this podcast was because, to be perfectly honest, I was struggling a lot at the beginning of this year. And then the darkest clouds of that depressive episode did clear, and then it was just avoidance because because I really honestly knew that this episode needed to come out, but it's frankly kind of a hard one to talk about, and I was just avoiding doing it. (laughs) I do think I probably needed to be on the other side of the midst of a depressive episode to really talk about it. But also, it's just fucking vulnerable. <laughs> and so my my goal with this episode is not to have this be a one-sided therapy session for myself, but maybe to talk a little bit more about this hazy zone of not okayness that I actually suspect a lot of people find themselves in at different points and how we can better navigate that, support ourselves, and also support people in our lives who may be struggling. So 2023 for me started out pretty rough, to be honest, I feel like. It was really, I really had a pretty significant depressive episode in January into February. And, you know, the sort of high level of that was, I think, a combination of things. I know, you know, winter is hard for a lot of people. And yeah, I know I live in Southern California. It's true. But we did have like three solid weeks of rain. And winter's hard for people and the holidays are hard for people. Um, They were hard for me too, I think, in a number of ways. And there's just a couple of things, ongoing things in my life that I am working on but still struggle with that felt more sort of acutely present. But the real thing that happened for me was it was as though I feel like I lost access to my joy. It felt like it was on ice and I just could not access it, which is doubly, was doubly kind of alarming for me because I've spent the last several years of my life and my own work really establishing a place where I can access my own internal joy and peace, regardless of circumstance. And I really have pretty beautifully achieved that, but it was as though I could not access that for some time. And that was pretty rattling. And I felt a greater sense of hopelessness, honestly, is the word that came to mind for me than I really, I think, had ever felt before that was just pretty prominent for a period of time. I've moved out of the the dark, you know, I think the dark clouds of the depressive episode, thankfully. But it just got me thinking about a number of things and how how we approach this when this happens, because I I know a lot of people go through periods frequently, you know, or sometimes for long periods of their life, you know, they're struggling with anxiety or depression. And I don't know that we are that adept at navigating it for ourselves collectively for how we support people and how we support people in our lives when they're going through t- 
tough stuff. You know, really the the MO, one of the only MOs that I think, you know, is out there is, you know, somebody's going through really tough times, they're struggling a lot, and if they open up and talk to somebody about it, it's usually, well, you know, why don't you go get some help and you go talk to a doctor or psychologist. And they listen to, you know, what you're experiencing and they're listening for a certain checklist of symptoms that match with depression or anxiety and then they say, well, maybe we should try putting you on some medication. Now, I want to be very careful that this is not at all me saying medication is always bad in these cases and nobody should ever use it because there are absolutely circumstances where I know it is the right thing for somebody. But that being kind of the only solution that a lot of people find for this, I think is really, in many cases, it's a pretty poor solution. In my experience, I think oftentimes, not always, but oftentimes anxiety and depression are often messengers of some root things underneath that are quite amiss in our lives. And if we don't really have a good solution other than that kind of like symptom band-aid thing that we do so well (laughs) in our Western culture, which is just, you know, medicate it to make it a little better, make it go away, I think we're doing a huge disservice in many instances because that may very well numb the messages that are trying to come through. And then we don't end up looking at the root causes. And to be honest, if somebody in my life or a doctor had said that to me, you know, in the midst of January and I was definitely experiencing a depressive episode, I would have thrown something at your head because I'm very aware of the why is underneath that for myself. And that would have been the completely wrong solution for what I was experiencing. And I just worry that that may be the only solution that a lot of people have access to. There's also this interesting conundrum that happens when we're struggling, which is that we are much, much more likely to want to hide, right? Versus reach out to people for support or for help, which I actually think is incredibly normal. I think it's like a natural human impulse of if it's if you're really suffering or struggling and you are in many ways at your most vulnerable, it's not the natural impulse to want to reach out and say, Hey, I, I need support. Hey, I want to connect. Hey, I, you know, that's it's not a natural thing to do. And on the other side of that, for people in our lives, I think we also do a pretty bad job in general of checking in on people and supporting people. I mean, myself included, like I'm, I'm including myself in that because I historically am not great at keeping connections alive with people or checking in on people or being the one to say, hey, do you want to go do something? Like I can do a much better job of that myself. But there's this strange thing that I realize of like, why do we put the onus on the people who are deeply struggling to be the ones to seek support? That feels very backwards to me. You know, every time we have a high profile suicide, people come out and they say, and they're, they're of course they're earnest in saying it, but they say, you know, just reach out, just talk to somebody, you know, we need you here and Or it's like, here's the hotline or here's some meds. And I just, to be honest, think that's a very, it's a deeply inadequate solution for people who may be really, really struggling and going through something very dark. I just think it's a very poor kind of lifeline that the onus is on people to sort of somehow create their own support system. And I think we could do a lot, a lot, a lot better at that.
Another thing I thought about earlier this year when I was kind of in the midst of my own depressive episode was how hard it is to be in the middle of that and just be with it, to be with the suckiness. Because I suspect that that is, for most people, part of the human experience, at least at certain times. My only experience with a path of like really supercharged growth in life is that it come also comes with tremendous periods of growing pains <laughs> and really, really rough seas. And there's a real art to learning to just be with that, with ourselves, not needing to make it go away, not needing to push against it or resist it, not attaching to it, right, as a sort of permanent narrative and hanging it on the wall like a picture, but knowing that there are these seasons in life where we are perhaps not okay <laughs> and learning how to be okay being in the muck and in the midst of that learning how to connect to our reasons to keep going even when it feels really really dark and sometimes there's only one or two to be honest with you like i i had to really mine for that like dig for that myself and you know for me if i if i haven't hadn't had the experience in the recent years of my life of connecting to what my true essence really feels like and what it feels like when I am expressing that into the world and how like desperately my soul wants more of that, I think I would have had a harder time sitting in the muck of hopelessness because that's a very, very strong impulse in me at this point in my life and definitely a reason, like a life raft to attach to when I am in darker moments, that I know what it feels like to express my essence into the world and I know how hugely significant and important that is and how good it feels. And I know I have more of that in me. But you know, sometimes to be honest, it's just one little connection too, right? One reason is like a connection to your pet or your child or one human in your life that that connection is so precious that you're like, I'm here for more of this. Frankly, it's still incredibly vulnerable to open up and share or ask for support when you're going through something really hard, when you're going through depressive episodes. It's doubly hard when you're in the midst of it and you're under those heavy clouds. It's hard to let people see you in that dark or weak or messy place. You know, we're so conditioned in this world to just want to show the glossy, like Insta-ready sides of ourselves, <laughs> like the boss babe triumphs or the, the crush it wins or the my life is so fabulous, I manifested this <laughs> moments or your amazing house or vacation shots or your look at my adorable kids or spouse or with me pictures, right? It's like there's some conditioning that that's the only permissible parts of life to share. <laughs> and honestly, even when we think we're sharing the more real or vulnerable stuff on social media, even that I feel like has to take this sort of 60 second real ready kind of like it has to be self-deprecating or, or as I like to think of it as like tied up with a neat little bow kind of story of I overcame this tough challenge and now I'm the stronger for it. I just often think, we, do we really... Can we really honestly answer that question? How are you? And I don't know that we always know what to do with the answer. <laughs> because if we really ask people, 
how are you really? And the honest answer is, well, I'm shit right now. How do we respond? Do we know how to respond? Do we know how to be in empathy with that person? Do we know how to be present with their vulnerability without needing to fix it or smooth it away? Do we really know how to listen? Do we know how to really support the people in our lives when they're struggling? You know, the recent years of my life have been nothing, if frankly not a wildly bumpy ride in many ways. And at the same time, I'm also better than I've ever been, weirdly. So I recently started answering that question when people would ask, how are you? With something along the lines of, well, honestly, I'm the strangest combination of really struggling quite a bit and the best I've ever been. In some ways, I've gone through way more than just my New Year's 2023 depressive episode (laughs) in recent years, like many, many periods over the last few years of despair and loneliness and struggle and grief and like honestly just some real low points on the emotional roller coaster. All the while also experiencing more joy and peace right alongside those things. And I hope because of all that, maybe I've learned how to support myself better through my own storms. And maybe I also know how to support other people in my life a little better. I think we would do well to learn how to let it be more okay to not be okay. Like to be more open about it. And to learn how to mine and dig for the roots underneath our not okayness better and what they might be trying to tell us. And I think we could do a lot better at learning how to support people in our lives when they are struggling, of weaving a better fabric of love and support around people in our lives and remembering to reach out and check in and how to hold space and how to hold people closer to us. Because it's just a couple of stair steps down from north of suicidal but south of okay to a place that might get really dark. And maybe we can learn how to better navigate those stairs when we find ourselves there. And maybe the rest of us can better learn how to hold people's hands when others find themselves there to make sure they don't fall. Mm